You're listening to the TH Sports Podcast with me, your host, Tyrell Hicks. New episodes drop every Monday through Friday. Be sure to tune in for the latest scores and news from around the world of sports. What's up? We are back on the TH Sports Podcast, uh, Labor Day. So, sorry about Friday. I meant to do a show Friday. Didn't get around to it, unfortunately. Some uh, stuff kind of prevented that, but either way. Um, so, we got some news, obviously. Um, most of it really is not so much news as they're just as big storylines coming out of the college football this weekend, which, by the way, was an awesome first uh, official first weekend for college football. Some really good games. Really entertaining games, great narratives. Um, we'll dive into that in a little bit. First, we're going to dive into a couple of news stories. Those being, um, let's start with a little bit of NHL news um, related to the team I choose to follow. Uh, so the other, other day, I'm sitting there and I see his deal pop up. Uh, San Jose Sharks associate coach Rocky Thompson stepping down after medical exemption uh, prevents him from receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. And I try to keep from talking too much COVID. I said if something big came up, I would talk about it. This is something pretty big because essentially this guy can't get the COVID-19 vaccine because of some medical exemption. Something else he has that might be an underlying health issue that might a problem might be caused with the vaccine is what I'm gathering. And this is why I don't like the mandating, the idea that it's like, in order to do your job, you have to get the vaccine. Because this guy can't get the vaccine, and now he's lost his job. Stepping down, I don't fully believe he's... I'm not sure I buy that he's stepping down. He's probably being forced to step down. If he is stepping down, credit to him. But if he's not, this is a joke. And this is just more of the same, that this is why I don't think you should be able to mandate, because you're you're messing with people's livelihoods. So, I don't know the full details of it. He really didn't speak much on it. But that in itself is kind of a big deal. So, we'll keep an eye on that and see what becomes of it. But either way, a um, little bit of uh, NBA news. So, LaMarcus Aldridge, who retired, like, last year or so, due to, uh, I believe it was some heart issues he was having, he has been cleared by doctors, and now he's going to return to play for the Brooklyn Nets. (laughs) Man, I don't care what anyone says about the Lakers and Nets. They're just trying to make this the most uncompetitive year. I mean, they really are. Like, both these two teams are just like, we don't want to have to deal with any of the struggles. We just, we're going to make sure we got the best teams. Look, I'm not saying it should be against the rules, I guess, for you to, like, try your best to win a finals. But at the same time, it's like, dude, this is getting out of hand. Look at the, look at the Lakers. Rajon Rondo traded somehow, you know, ends up out of his contract. And now rejoining the Lakers. There's another one that's coming up. There's a big story. Uh, 
with another NBA player, and I'll just go ahead and jump into that. DeAndre Jordan is expected to buy out his contract with the Pistons and join the Lakers. So we start diving into this. Originally, when the Nets started, it was this idea of Kyrie and KD. These were the two guys they're going to build around. And then somehow or another, that divulged into Kyrie, KD, and um, Harden. And then we're also going to bring in um, Blake Griffin. And I do believe DeAndre Jordan was there as well. Now they're like, well, there goes that. So we're bringing in Aldridge. All right, so your starting five is Kyrie Irving, all-star, NBA champion. Kevin Durant, NBA all-star, two-time NBA, no, two, two, three, I mean, two-time NBA champion, two-time finals MVP, and an MVP of the league. James Harden, MVP of the league, never won a finals, but very elite player. You also got Blake Griffin as your four, and then you got LaMarcus Aldridge. Dude, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a stack starting five. I mean, all those guys pretty much in their prime are all-stars. Blake is a little bit past his prime, but he's, you know, he's still, he's got the, 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 what am I looking for? The experience. He's been around a while. He's obviously had a return to his Blake Griffin form from years ago. <clears throat> and then you bring in LaMarcus Aldridge, who was a very good player for the Spurs. Never what I think he should have been, but pretty okay player. So, yeah, there is all that. And now you look at the Lakers, who Russell Westbrook, AD, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, I believe they still got Dwight Howard. They're about to bring in DeAndre Jordan. They got Rajon Rondo. I mean, come on. This is just annoying. I know people had a problem with it with the Warriors. And I'm not saying that that wasn't annoying to a degree because you had Steph, Clay, KD, Draymond, KD, and Iguodala. Did I say KD already? I think I did. Steph, Clay, KD, Draymond, Iguodala. I mean, like, that was a pretty good, that was a very good starting five. Um, But, like, here's the difference. Four, at least, I don't know about Iguodala, but I know Steph, Clay, and Kate, uh, Draymond were drafted there. They were naturally built there. The only real acquisition that team brought in was KD. You look at the Nets, every one of those guys was brought in. You look at the Lakers, every one of those guys was brought in. They were not drafted there. That's what makes this so annoying. Because it's just another example of, I don't care, you know, with with KD, whatever he's trying to do, win finals, get more money, fine, cool, whatever. LeBron James is starting to really piss me off because this is his whole idea of, this makes me the GOAT. This does not make you the GOAT. This makes you a joke. You are not the greatest basketball player in history, and that is evidenced by the fact that you always need to have multiple all-star help to get there. Yes, Michael had... Scottie Pippen, and he had Dennis Rodman. He didn't have Dennis Rodman for three of those finals. And yes, Pippen's a very good player, but I would argue you need two All-Stars to win a finals in general. Because you look at most of the teams, most of them have that. They at least have two guys. 
but like that's the thing. It's like anyone who says, well, you know, Michael needed Scotty. Yeah, and LeBron couldn't do it without Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Michael and Scotty did not need Dennis. They did it before without him. LeBron needed uh he needed Dwayne Wade. He needed Chris Bosh. He needed Ray Allen. He goes to Cleveland. He needed Kyrie. He needed Kevin Love. You also have JR and Tristan Thompson and all these other guys. He goes to the Lakers. He's got to have AD and he's got to have Russ and he's got to have this and he's got to have that and he's got to have whatever he wants. He will never be the greatest player of all time. He's hurt his legacy too much. For one, bounced around to too many teams. Who do you even associate him with? I mean, he wins his first titles in Miami. Manages to get one for Cleveland. Their first one. He's not a Laker. He's not a Laker. I would never associate him as a Laker. I mean, it really just is. It's starting to annoy me because it's like, in his mind, I guess he thinks if he wins a couple finals, he's comparable to Jordan. No, because you ain't winning them the same way Jordan did. That's just the bottom line truth of it. I'm fine with people bringing in players to win finals. But to bring in a starting five where no one on your starting five, no one, is a person you drafted? That's a joke to the sport of basketball. That's just you saying, we don't want to have to worry about the stresses of trying to figure it out. We're just going to throw money at it and win the finals. That's that's annoying. That's ridiculous. Come on now. Uh-huh. And so when you win the finals, you know what? People are going to say, oh, that's one of the greatest teams of all time. I don't think it is. Because you know what I consider the greatest teams of all time? Teams that built themselves to get there. The 2015 Warriors. That was one of the greatest teams. I mean, the, with Chicago, I mean, what's the one person they added? Dennis Rodman. And that's the thing. It's like they played most of the 98 year without Scottie Pippen. And so... That's a little different than what we're seeing nowadays. Because we saw a team that's pretty much built and then brought in one guy. But uh, when we look at like these teams now, man, so many of them are just bringing in all this talent and saying, yeah, we don't want to have to worry about the effort. It goes into to draft right and scout correctly and all this good stuff. We're just going to spend the money, bring in the guys we want, and yeah, we'll soak up the benefits of it and win finals. I hope with everything within me, the Lakers and the Nets both get eliminated in the first round because this is annoying. That'd be hilarious. That'd be absolutely funny to see those two teams get eliminated early, but that probably won't happen. But I do not want to see them in the finals. I don't care what anyone says. I don't want to see the Lakers in the finals. I don't want to see the Nets in the finals. I'd rather see a Phoenix-Milwaukee repeat because those are at least two teams that are done it right. I mean, the only person brought in for the Suns was Chris Paul. They got DeAndre Aiden, who they drafted. Devin Booker, who they drafted. The Bucks, Giannis, who they drafted. I don't think they drafted Middleton, but there's not a group of all-stars 
on that team, the Bucks, and they're your they're your finals champions, and they that's 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 the best thing for basketball. Because the more these teams win that are just assembled, the more I think the league's going to suffer because people are not going to bother with building teams. And there's not going to be any parity. There's not going to be any situation where you're like, well, I wonder who could win the NBA final. Because right now, everyone's looking at like, this is a pretty, pretty, these two are pretty heavy favorites. Now, I don't think the Lakers are going to gel right. But I also think LeBron senses that, and that's why he keeps making sure he's bringing in guys like Rondo and Jordan, DeAndre Jordan. He's going to make sure these guys get there because they're going to suffer. So he's like, we got to make sure we have a little bit more talent here. I don't care when anyone says LeBron runs the teams he's on. He flat out does. That's just that's, that's the simple truth of it. But, man... This is just starting to really frustrate me because I want to see good basketball. I want to see teams drafting well, coming up through the ranks, and making themselves legit. I don't like seeing a team go out and spending all the money on all these other guys and saying, yep, this will get us to the finals. No effort, no work put into it. You're buying a championship, and I hate that. And essentially, the only place where that works, I thought, was NBA. It kind of worked a little bit for Tampa this year in, in the NFL. Tom Brady, A.B., Gronk. I mean, <laughs> you know, they bring in all these guys. But at the same time, football's a little different because there are so many guys that are drafted there. You know, with the NBA, you can pay five guys to come in and build a team, but you can't you can't build like a whole roster just bringing in guys to pay that you paid uh, in the NFL. Like you have to draft some and you have to draft well. So we'll see what happens, man. I really do. I am going to be rooting hard against the Lakers and the Nets. And I don't even mind KD or Kyrie or, 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 well, I don't like Harden too terribly much, but like Kyrie and KD, I mean, I like them as players. I think they're great you know, phenomenal talents. They're fun to watch. But I don't want to see that team succeed because it's just frustrating. So much for KD trying to prove that he could be the guy. What a joke. You are, you're just as bad as LeBron right now. But I don't think KD's trying to be the best player of all time. I think KD's just trying to win championships and just etch his name in the legacy of the all-time greats, but I don't think he's interested in being the GOAT. LeBron, that's all he cares about, and I'm sorry, LeBron, that ship has sailed a long time ago. You ain't ever going to be the GOAT. For one, you're not half the competitor that Michael Jordan was, from what I see. Jordan cared way more than I think LeBron does, as evidenced by the fact that LeBron takes maintenance days. Jordan didn't do that. Jordan played 82 games out of 82 games most of his years. And when he didn't, it was because of injury. So, we'll keep an eye on the NBA, but either way. um, Yeah, so there's that. That was a spirited conversation. I'm just frustrated by it. Just plain and simple frustrated by it. I hate it. <laughs> I like to see good competitive sports. I don't like to see this, you know 
easy, effortless run to the finals. Because that's the thing. It's like right now, are the, are the is the season even, does it even matter? It kind of feels obsolete, doesn't it? Because people are already penciling in the NBA Finals, Nets and Lakers. You know, that, okay, so regular season pointless, postseason pointless, let's just skip to the NBA Finals. No, we want to be entertained by the whole season of the NBA. We want to be able to see a team build themselves up to a high competitive level. We want to be able to watch teams like Charlotte who are who are coming up and, and, and trying to make something of themselves to be a real contender for the finals. We want to see them get a good win over a solid team and say, there's potential there. But you know what? If if they manage to beat, I don't know, the, the Milwaukee Bucks, you know what we're going to say? Nothing because we're still going to be sitting here going, yep, yep, it's the Nets. That's the team in the Western Conference or the Eastern Conference. So... It doesn't matter in the overall scheme of things. The Western Conference matters a whole heck of a lot more than the Eastern Conference does. Because right now, the Eastern Conference, it's pretty much the Nets or the Bucks. That's pretty much it. There are some good contending teams in there, but with the talent the Nets have, if they're healthy, I just don't see how they lose. The West is a little different because the Lakers are, well, let's just say past their prime. And that's the thing. Everyone's just like, oh, it's LeBron. Oh, it's, you know, it's it's Russ. It's this, it's that. It's AD. Um, I think you're discounting how how well that team, that team might not work well together. Their age is a serious factor. Do I think they are a contender for the finals? Yes. What is the likelihood I think they get there? Uh, 50-50, because I think the Suns are pretty good. I think the Warriors will be pretty good. Um, they're just some really solid teams. So the West will, it will be a lot more interesting than the East, I think this year, but either way, I'm going to stop on talking on the NBA right now. Um, we have, obviously we're three days out from the NFL season, starting Cowboys and Buccaneers Thursday night football. Um, that's going to be a great game. I will reserve my predictions for, um wednesday wednesday night and by the way thursday show will probably be pretty short i will be getting home from my day job recording real quick and then uh, i'm on the couch watching that game because that woof man opening game first day of the season for the cowboys i can't miss that can't so even for the podcast sake um but i will record thursday um but yeah man it's gonna be great you get the narrative of Tom Brady versus Dak Prescott. Dak's coming off the knee injury. Uh, Zach Martin will not play in this game. It looks like he's obviously got COVID, so we'll see how there is a chance he plays if he like runs a couple negatives in a few days in a row or something like that, but we'll see. But either way, it's going to be very interesting. I'm, I'm very excited to see how this game plays out. Like I said, I'll reserve predictions for the uh, day of, but or the day before, but yeah, it's going to be awesome. Sorry. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Um, I do think that this might... I don't know if it's going to be... I hope it's a really close game. I think it's going to be a pretty close game because I think there's a lot of potential. But either way, I said, I'm not going to dive into it too much because I want to reserve predictions for that day. So 
And over the week, we might do more NFL predictions, things like who's MVP, who's rookie of the year, all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk baseball scores. And then we're going to dive into some college football talk from over the weekend. So stay tuned. And we're back. All right, so we're going to dive into some MLB talk, some some scores, a little bit of uh, situationing with positioning for playoffs and everything. But first, we're going to dive into the scores from last night. Um, so last night, the Rangers and the Angels played, and the Rangers get the win 7-3. to The Orioles topped the Yankees 8-7. to Mets beat the Nationals 13-6. to Athletics... Let me double check this one right quick. I might have wrote it down wrong. Um, but while I'm doing that, uh, Cleveland tops the Red Sox 11 to 5. The Tigers beat the Reds 4 to 1. Um, Twins beat the Rays 6 to 5. That's that's a pretty good win because the Rays are pretty good, you know. Um, like I said, I'm trying to make sure I got my scores right here. Yeah. Uh, the Blue Jays topped the Athletics eight to zero. So, <clears throat> oops, sorry, hit my desk. Um, so yeah, the Athletics fall to the Blue Jays. Blue Jays win eight zero. Um, like I said, the Twins topped the Rays six to five. Phillies beat the Marlins four to three in ten innings. Royals topped the White Sox six zero. Cardinals fall to the Brewers six to five. Cubs topped the Pirates eleven to eight. The uh, Braves beat the Rockies 9-2. Padres beat the Astros 4-3. Diamondbacks fall to the Mariners 10-4. That game was in 11 innings. So apparently the Mariners just did some damage in that last inning. And the Giants topped the Dodgers 6-4, which gives the Dodgers or the Giants the lead again in that division, meaning the... uh, Many of the Dodgers are still in position as a wild card. But, so I'm going to go ahead and run down the uh, wild card situation. In the AL, Yankees are still your, uh, they're still your top team. They're still your top wild card team. Uh, They're two games up on the Red Sox, I believe it is. I believe it's two games, yeah. Because they got one less win, but they got, they got two less losses. Because the Yankees are sitting at a 78 and 58 record, whereas the Red Sox are sitting at a 79 and 60 uh, game record. So, Red Sox are second, followed behind by the Mariners at 75 and 62, the Blue Jays at 73 and 62, um, and the Athletics at 74 and 63. So, you know, that's a close race. I still think the Yankees and Red Sox are probably the teams that walk away with it. Hopefully, I said Mariners. And not something else. Mariners 75-62. They're third right now in the wild card race for the AL. But yeah, I think it's really the Yankees and Red Sox. I don't think it's anyone else. So the NL, it's pretty much a we know one team is guaranteed because there's such a wide margin. Because the Dodgers are sitting at 86 and 51. 86 and 51. That's a heck of a record to be a wild card team because next behind them are the Padres who are 73 and 64. 
more than 10 losses more. They are they're they're 13 games behind in wins. And they are I believe 13 games behind in losses as well. So it's crazy, man. The Padres, um, second best team in that in the wild card race there, but so far and away behind the Dodgers. The Dodgers are so good. Um, the Reds are 73 and 65, so one game behind the Padres. Uh, so that's a tight race. And the Phillies are 70 and 66. So those are your top contenders for the wild card in the NL. I believe right now we know the Dodgers. Reds and Padres are the ones that are kind of hard to figure out. Padres faltered for a little while, but then they've they've picked it up a little bit. So they're getting they're getting sorry, hit my pop filter. They're getting hot at the right time. We'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm not going to place any bets on anyone yet. The only team I'd bet on is that the Dodgers make it. Um, wouldn't make much money on that bet, but you know, <laughs> not unless you threw down a whole lot of money that you didn't have. But anyways. The, uh, yeah, it looks like the Yankees and Red Sox are probably your AL teams. I don't think the other teams will catch them. Um, in the NL, it's the Dodgers and I don't know. The Reds are pretty good, but the Padres, once they get it going, they're, they're really good. So we'll see. Anyways, I'm going to go ahead and jump into college football. So here's the thing. Here's how I'm going to do this. I know that a lot of times things will only rank it by the, Top 25, because that's really what only anyone thinks that matters. But there's a lot of teams out there. There's a lot of people who are fans of a lot of teams. They want to know what their team did or something. Or they want to have their team get recognized. So what I'm going to do is, and I think I wrote down a couple of group of five teams, which I didn't mean to do. But either way, I'm going to cover the ACC games, the SEC games, the Big 12, the Pac-12, and the Big 10, the Power Fives. I'm going to cover the big conferences because ultimately those are the ones that are going to matter for the most part. Obviously, we'll talk about top 25. If a team was in the top 25, I'll talk about how the game they played this weekend will affect the record, either positively or negatively or not at all. But let's dive into it. So tonight we got a game on on par. Uh, that is Louisiana and Ole Miss. No, not Louisiana. Louisville. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Louisville versus Ole Miss. That game will happen tonight. Um, if I had to predict, I would predict Ole Miss to win that game. Um, I didn't get to predict much because I didn't do Friday's show. That was my bad. But before that, I was, dude, I was rolling because I predict all it. I predicted all of Thursday's games correctly. And the one I predicted for Friday, I got it right too. So those were obviously all just ranked games. And that may be the only ones I predict is the ranked games. But. Which, interestingly enough, this one's not a ranked game tonight. But um, I'm just going to go with Ole Miss. I could be wrong on that, but I'm going to go with Ole Miss. But no, because I even said uh, that I thought. uh, I thought. That Virginia Tech would beat North Carolina and they did. And I was pretty close on my Ohio State and Minnesota game because I said Ohio State by 17 points. Um, they won by, let's see, they won by 14 points. So I was close. I was close. Anyways, I'm going to dive into the scores. So 
we have Tennessee beat it Bowling Green 38 to 6. Um, neither team ranked. Coast Carolina 52, the Citadel 14. So they get the win. Coast Carolina does. They are ranked 22. Um, that's a team they should beat. I don't think they really change much in their ranking. I think they probably stay pretty pretty much there. I know this game wasn't uh, one of the Power Fives, but UCF and Boise State, UCF wins 36 to 31. Utah, 24 ranked, beats uh, Weber State 40 to 17. Again, also, don't think that changes their ranking much. Ohio State, fourth, is who they are ranked. They're ranked fourth in the nation. They beat Minnesota 45 to 31. Minnesota's not ranked. Does this hurt Ohio State a little bit? Mm, interesting to see. Because I think losing, or not losing, but struggling against an unranked team, granted, it's a very good team, but Struggling against an unranked team could mean a fall a little bit for for Ohio State. So they might fall to fifth or sixth, but in the end, I wouldn't shock me if they don't move because people, Ohio State bias, you know, that's what you get with the, the rankings. I don't like it, but that's how it's done. Um, but Ohio State gets the win. Arizona State, 25th ranked, 41 to 14. They beat Southern Utah. They stay probably where they're at. North Carolina falls to Virginia Tech, 17 to 10. North Carolina will probably not even be a 20 top 25 ranked team. If anything, they might be 25, but that's going to cause them to, to lose. They're going to fall out of the ranking, I think, personally. Um, so we'll see what happens there, but I do believe that affects their ranking for the negative, obviously for the negative, but I think it really hurts them. Uh, Kansas tops South Dakota 17 to 14. Michigan State beats Northwestern 38 to 21. Colorado beats North Colorado, I believe it is, 35 to 7. Texas AM, sixth, sixth ranked, my team, gets the win over Kent State 41 to 10, as they should. I watched that game. Very entertaining. I loved it. It was great. They got a really good running back, man. That one kid is fast. They got two really good running backs Spiller and then the other kid. I can't remember what his name was, but he is. He's fast, dude. He's a track star. Um, the quarterback had some struggles, which is to be expected, and uh, he's got to clean his game up because if he doesn't, they're not gonna they're not gonna beat teams like Alabama, which I don't know if they'll beat Alabama anyways. But they're not gonna beat teams like that, the better teams. But they do get the win, forty-one to ten. Do I think it affects their ranking? You know, you probably shouldn't play that bad against Kent State because he threw like three interceptions. Um, They still get the win, and it's still a pretty good win. I mean, that, that touchdown came in garbage time. So, really, the score was more closer to being 41-3 to than it was 41-10. to Um, You know, I'm going to say, if anything, they might drop down. Uh, this wouldn't surprise me if they drop down to seven and Ohio State drops down to six. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. But I do think it could cause them to fall a little bit. <coughs> Sorry. Um, could cause them to fall a little bit. Wouldn't surprise me if it didn't. Texas, 21 ranked, beats Louisiana 38 to 18. Louisiana was 23 ranked. This probably doesn't change Texas in the rankings any. Because <clears throat> they beat the team. Um... About like they should. <coughs> Dang, sorry. Um, Oklahoma, 
Here's an interesting one. Oklahoma was second ranked. They beat Tulane 40 to 35. This hurts Oklahoma in the rankings. They're going to fall a lot because they should not have been that close with that team. They should have blown them out of the stadium. So Oklahoma is not the second best team in the nation. I do not think so. And that is a bad defense, I think. We'll see what happens, but that team should not be two ranked, number two ranked. Um, they will fall. They will fall. And they might fall out of the top ten with that with that win. That's bad when you get a win and you might fall that much. <clears throat> Penn State, number 19 ranked, gets a win over number 12 ranked Wisconsin, 16 to 10. Good win by Penn State. That'll up them a little bit. Wisconsin will fall, obviously, but Penn State will probably go up a little bit. Um, Michigan beats Western Michigan. 47-14, good win for them. Kansas State beats Stanford, 24-7. Nebraska beats Fordham, Fordham, 52-7, good win for them. Um, <clears throat> Oregon, number 11 ranked, beats Fresno State, 31-24. to They probably should have won by a little bit more, so wouldn't be interested, or would, wouldn't be surprised if Oregon falls a little bit in the rankings. <coughs> Arkansas beats Rice 38 to 17. Alabama number 1 just waxes number 4 ranked to my 14. My bad. I believe 14 ranked is what Miami is. Let me check that again. But I'm pretty sure I'm wrong on that. I'm I'm pretty sure I wrote that down wrong. Uh good thing I caught it. I'm 100% certain. Yep, 14 ranked Miami. They wax them 44 to 13. Um Good win by Alabama. Miami falls a lot after that loss. That I mean, Alabama doesn't that doesn't know anything for Alabama. They stay where they're at. They're number one ranked. Um, but Miami, yeah, they're gonna fall a little bit. Miami, maybe not out of the top twenty five because they did lose to the number one ranked team. But they got they got beat up on pretty good. I mean, you look at it; they basically the same discrepancy between Miami and Alabama was the same discrepancy between A and M and Kent State. Alabama might be really freaking good this year. Number eight ranked Cincinnati beats Miami of Ohio 49 to 14. Good win for them. They probably won't change much in the rankings. Number 18, Iowa beats number 17, Indiana 38 to six. Um, Indiana will fall quite a bit. Uh, Iowa might climb a little bit. They might stay pretty close to where they're at. Maybe, maybe be 16, maybe 15 ranked. So we'll see. West Virginia tops Maryland 24 to... Nope, that don't look right. That don't look right. Hold on, let me check. Let me double check that one. Um, just because I think I might have either wrote it down wrong or, yeah, it's quite possible. Um, I'm trying. Uh, West Virginia and Maryland. Let me see here. Um, I'm close to it. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, nope, nope. Maryland gets the win over West Virginia, 32-24. So I, I, I try to write it down where the top, the team that wins is on top. And sometimes I will accidentally write it on the bottom and it just throws me for a loop. Uh, Mississippi State beats Louisiana Tech, 35-34. to Missouri tops uh, probably Central Michigan. I'm sure it is. Uh, 34 to 24. <laughs> Pittsburgh beats U- UMass. I hope that's like UMass, not like it's probably University of Massachusetts. Um, 
51 to 7. Good win by Pittsburgh. Iowa State beats Northern Iowa 16 to 10. USC, oh, sorry, in Iowa State, seven ranked. They barely got that win. They probably fall a little bit. <clears throat> they might fall out of the top 10 with that. USC, 15th ranked, top San Jose State, 30 to 7, as they probably should. They probably stay pretty close to where they're at. Auburn tops Akron, 60 to 10. South Carolina beats Eastern Illinois, 46 to 0. Good win for them. Syracuse beats Ohio, 29 to 9. Purdue beats Oregon State, 30 to 21. Texas Tech tops Houston, 38 to 21. Oklahoma State beats Missouri State, 23 to 16. Baylor beats Texas State, 29 to 20. So it looks like Big 12 did pretty good. Uh, this this weekend. This is an interesting game. Georgia and Clemson. So Georgia gets the win 10 to 3. Clemson was third ranked. Georgia's fifth ranked. Expect to see that swapped. I expect Georgia to be third ranked and Clemson to be probably fifth ranked. Because Georgia's a very good team. That was a defensive battle. Expect Georgia to get into the top four. Expect Clemson to fall out of the top four. That would be my prediction for that. I like I fully expect them to just swap numbers. Georgia will be third, Clemson will be fifth. That's what I think. Number 13, Florida beats FAU 34 to 14. Probably stays about where they're at. Maybe, maybe they might fall a little bit because they should have probably gotten a little bit better win, maybe, but I don't know. We'll see. UTSA beats Illinois 37 to 30. Number 20. Washington falls to Montana 13-7. Washington will fall out of the top 20. They'll absolutely fall out of the top 20. Maybe for someone like a South Carolina might come in. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, Washington will fall out of the top 25 with that. TCU. Oh, Lord. I don't even know how to pronounce this. I do not know how to pronounce this college. Uh, And I didn't write it down very legible either, so it's kind of hard to read. Um, Give me a second. Let's see. Do 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 do, do, do Quasne? I don't know how to pronounce that. Either way, TCU gets the win. 45 to 3. So big win for TCU. I don't know how to pronounce that team's name. Sorry. I don't know what that college is. UCLA tops LSU number 16 ranked LSU 38 to 27. LSU will fall significantly if not out of the top 25. UCLA will get into the top 25 with that win. So good win for UCLA. Florida State and Notre Dame played last night. Number 9 ranked Notre Dame. They win 43 to 38 in OT. This might allow Florida State to climb a little bit in the rankings. It'll probably cause Notre Dame to fall a little bit in the rankings. Florida State could be a top 25 ranked team after a game like that. We'll see. Uh, Kentucky beats UL Monroe uh, 45 to 10. ETSU beats Vanderbilt 23 to 3. Nevada tops California 22 to 17. BYU beats Arizona State 24 to 16. Utah State tops Washington State 26 to 23. Rutgers beats Temple. 61 to 14. Wow, what a win. Um North Carolina State gets the win over South Florida 45 to 0. Charlotte beats Duke 31 to 25. Wake Forest tops Old Dominion 42 to 10. Boston College beats Colgate. <laughs> like the toothpaste brand. Nah, I'm kidding. Uh just every time I see that, it gets me. Um 
Boston College wins 51 to nothing. Uh, Illinois, Northern Illinois beats Georgia Tech 21 to 22. So 22 to 21. And Virginia beats William and Mary 43 to 0. So that's your college scores. A lot of interesting stuff. A lot of interesting narratives. Obviously, we'll have some pretty good games coming up this. Uh, sorry, I'm speaking away from the mic. Uh, this this upcoming weekend, we'll get a little bit more with the uh, probably a little bit more uh, conference play. So we might get some games that are a little bit more interesting. Uh, take a look right quick and see what we got in the top 25 this week. We've got um, Kansas will versus uh, will take on Coast Carolina. Texas A&M will take on Colorado. Texas A&M should get a win there, but I don't know. We'll see. Texas versus Arkansas. Interesting. A little out of conference. SEC versus... Now we'll get a futuristic look there because UT is joining the SEC eventually, pretty soon, within the next year or two, something like that. So Oregon versus Ohio State. Interesting game. That'll be an interesting game. Florida versus South Florida. Toledo versus Notre Dame. Georgia will take on UAB. Georgia should murder that team. Um, Cincinnati will top Murray or will, will top. <laughs> I'm predicting already. They'll play Murray State. Penn State will take on Ball State. Alabama will take on ooh Mercer. That's gonna be a that's gonna be bad. Uh, Iowa and Iowa State will play. That'll be interesting. Clemson will versus uh, SC State. Western Carolina and Oklahoma will play. East Michigan and Wisconsin will play. Appalachian State and Miami will get a play, uh, get a game. Nick Nichols, I think is how you say that, versus Louisiana. North Carolina will take on Georgia State. And granted, this is all subject to change because they haven't come out with the latest rankings yet, so some of these might not be what's on par uh, the coming up. So we'll 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 talk about that when we get there. Um, this upcoming weekend um, or before the weekend. Um, Idaho will verse Indiana. LSU will take on McNeese. Washington will take on Michigan. Hmm. Uh, Utah will take on BYU. USC will play Stanford and UNLV will play Arizona state. Like I said, this is all subject to change obviously because the rankings will come out a little bit later this week, more than likely. Um, most of these are all Saturday games with the exception of one game Friday. But college football, they're taking advantage of this weekend. They had a Sunday game. They had a uh, they got a Monday game. They're taking advantage of it because starting next week, that all ends. They're not doing any Thursday games this week because why would you? You're not going to compete with the NFL. And you're definitely not going to play Sunday or Monday because you're not going to compete with the NFL. So, you know... It, they took advantage of this weekend, Labor Day weekend. Get the football going. Get a couple good games. Got a Labor Day game going today. So, um, yeah, it'll be awesome. But that's your college football roundup. It's awesome to watch some good college football, man. I enjoyed that A&M game so much. And that's the first time in a while I really sat down and just enjoyed a college game. So, yeah, it'll be it, – and it's great to see fans back, man. That Kyle Field was roaring. <laughs> They let their opinion be heard on a couple of uh, penalties that the refs threw. The refs threw a couple of targeting flags that they ended up both picking up and saying they weren't targeting. But, uh, yeah, let's just say the fans were a bit vocal. <laughs> they they started chanting basically BS, but uh, that wasn't the, wasn't the initials. They, they were flat out saying it. So, 
Never letting the refs hear it. I think as they should, those were some really bad calls by the ref. Cause even in fast m- the moment I saw it on the TV and I was like, those are not targeting. Absolutely not. Um, I did. I, I not granted. It's a little different. I refed high school football a few years back. So I kind of like, I have an understanding of the rules. I see them pretty decently. So I'm not saying I could ref a college game or anything, but I do have an understanding of the rules. I'm not just the person who sits back and says, ah, those refs don't know what they're doing. Like I actually have an idea of what they're supposed to be doing. I still actually have that college football rule book. Now granted it was from a few years back. Things changed from year to year, but like, and it's something I might eventually get back into because I did enjoy it. It, you know, I would have to have the time. So hopefully this maybe takes off to where I could do this and then that full time. That'd be awesome because it was really fun. Um, but it does give you an understanding of the sport to where it's like now when I see a ref make a bad call, it's even more than I like. I can sometimes have sympathy for him and be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I can see why he gets that call or or something. But sometimes if I see a really bad call, I'm like, that's a joke. You got to do better. Because they're refs at the highest levels. They're expected to be better, and they should be better. So, at the same time, you can review targeting. So, being able to throw the flag. But there was one that was bad because it was like, it was, there was something else that they 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 penalized the player for on the second one. And there was a penalty committed by Kent State on the same deal. Those penalties offset it each other and the problem i had with it was was because they put a second penalty on the texas a&m player it was like late hit out of bounds or something because it was like late hit out of bounds the personal foul there and targeting okay you can review the targeting you can't review the late hit out of bounds he was not even nowhere near out of bounds he was still like a half a yard in bounds and that flag got called and because you can't reverse that offsetting penalties it should have been like a third and long for Kent State. Instead, it was offsetting penalties. So that was just bad refing in that moment, but it is what it is. It's part of the game. They are human. They make mistakes. We can't always jump down their throat. We can when they do something like they did with that New Orleans game a few years back against the Rams, the the no-call pass interference, the ref sitting there watching him, and the player admitted that he was like, yeah, I tried to pass interfere because if he caught that, it would have been a touchdown. I mean, come on. That's terrible. That was terrible. But other than that, I realize they're human. They make mistakes. It's part of the game. You sometimes just have to roll with the punches, but like, in in a game like that, does it overall matter? No, because A&M gets the win, but imagine if that was like, last play of of uh let's say Alabama versus Georgia and it comes down to that play and Alabama commits a penalty and Georgia doesn't but both get flagged offsetting penalties and Alabama gets another crack at a touchdown to win the game that could be bad so that stuff has to get ironed out in these games that don't ultimately matter because when it does matter, you've got to be on point. You've got to make sure you're ready to go. Never would have thought that I got that much out of that. But anyways, it's good to have college football back. Can't wait for this Thursday. NFL's coming back. It's going to be great. 
going to be awesome. Baseball's ramping up, getting ready for October. So, oh man, great time to be a sports fan. It's going to be awesome. Anyways, so we're going to, I'm going to go ahead and end the show on that. If uh, you're enjoying what you're hearing, please leave a review wherever you're listening. A five-star review. Please follow wherever you're listening. Um, tell your friends. If, if you enjoy it, be like, hey, this is pretty good. Check it out. You might like it. Um, yeah, and we will be back here tomorrow, probably later. It would definitely later tomorrow. I have to unfortunately work tomorrow, but uh, we will be back here later tomorrow with another um, another episode of the TH Sports Podcast. So we will catch you tomorrow.